there, everybody. Welcome to Mini DocCast number three. And today we are doing RPG prompts. And we've got three interesting ones here. I don't think I've done any of them before. The first one is Hammer. Now, of course, in a F-20 game, you've got a hammer, like a war hammer, or a, a hammer that a dwarf might use in working to make something, to mine or to, you know, craft uh, jewelry, something like that, different sizes of hammers. Of course, you've got regular carpentry hammers, things like that. Um, you have a lot of those across history, including the war hammers. But you also have hammers nowadays. I mean, I've got a eight-pound sledgehammer out in my garage. I've got half a dozen different other sorts of hammers, all the way from a little tack hammer, clean up to a big carpenter's hammer. But in various other games, you may have different sorts of hammers. You may have uh, air-driven impact hammers. Um, I don't have one of those, but I believe my brother does. Um, you could have a hammer that is... You could have the most famous hammer of all, Milner, which is, you know, Thor's hammer, and I don't know of any hammer that's anywhere near that famous. You could have some similar hammer. You could have a hammer being a symbol, the way it was for the communists, the hammer and sickle. Still is, as a matter of fact. You could have all sorts of different kinds of hammers. Now, how do these hammers play into the adventure? Well, of course, you could have to need a hammer to build something. You could have a hammer that you find as an improvised weapon. You grab a sledgehammer that belongs to a miner and you wield that. Maybe you are going to look for some sort of, you know, hammer of the gods. So you go off looking for that. Uh, you could have someone who's got, had their hand cut off and had it replaced with a hammerhead. I think there's actually a comic book villain like that. I'm not sure. But uh, whatever the case, hammers are all over. They're found in pretty much every genre. They are not necessarily used as weapons or whatever, but sometimes you may need a hammer to get out of a trap or to stop a trap. If you're in a dungeon, you take out your hammer, you pound a wedge into something to keep a trap from falling or going off. So, yeah, hammers. You should think about them more often. And try and fit them into your game somehow. Our next RPG prompt is babies. Now, I've never had any children of my own, but I love babies. And I've helped to raise a half a dozen kids with other people, including my nephews and nieces. Babies are wonderful. They're also terrible. They'll keep you up at night. You can ask any parent that. They will pee and poop and vomit on you. They will cry for no reason you can discern because you're not a baby and you don't know. They will, when they get to the toddler stage, get into all sorts of things because now they can run around. Actually, they can even do that at the crawling stage. In an RPG, you could have babies be part of the plot. Maybe you're saving an orphanage. Maybe you're rescuing some babies that have been stole by kobolds who want to eat them or something. Uh, maybe you're trying to take a baby and their mother or their father from point A to point B. Maybe this baby isn't what it looks like. I don't know if any of you have ever seen the old movie, It's Alive, 
But that was about a sort of mutant baby that came right out of the womb and killed everybody in the operating room, except its mother. Um, you could have it be a baby something that's not human or elephant or whatever. Maybe you found a baby dragon. Maybe you found a baby, I don't know, um, Tarrasque. Now, that would be a big baby, probably the size of an elephant, but still. Maybe you found a baby of some other species and it imprints on you. So now you've got like a baby uh, boulette following you, you know, a land shark. And it thinks of you as mom and dad and it, and it rolls over and lets you rub its tummy and all the things a puppy or whatever might do. Maybe you could have babies be part of a curse. So you ride into town and everybody's crying. The kingdom's going to hell in a handbasket because the king, his entire family, all of the advisors, all of the military men, the big military men, the generals and whatnot, they've all been turned into babies. Or maybe you go to a land and they are a curse and they cannot have babies. And the last baby born there was five years ago and people are despairing and the population is plummeting and you've got to find the magic MacGuffin that makes this all better. So, there are a lot of uses for babies in a game, and you can put whole adventures around babies. So, there you go. Give babies a try. Our third RPG prompt is zoo. Now, I love zoos. When I was a kid, if we went to any city or town that had a zoo, my parents would eventually take me to it. My sister was never very thrilled with this. Oh, God, we got to go to another zoo. But, yeah, my parents would take me to zoos. I love my go to zoos whenever I get a chance. So, zoos have been around a long time. There were zoos in ancient Rome and China and Egypt and India. All over the world, there were collections of animals, menageries. Wealthy people had them to show off the fact that they were wealthy. Uh, there were zoos. There still are private zoos, even in the United States. There are not so many roadside zoos as there used to be. Maybe they are in some of the southern states or something, or the Midwest somewhere. But I can remember when if you drove down the length of California on Highway 99, there were at least one, two, about four roadside zoos that you would go past. Now, one of them, I remember, was just a half a dozen monkeys, mostly squirrel monkeys, in cages. And I think the guy had a coyote in a cage and a raccoon, something like that. But one of them, the guy had an actual elephant and he had a tiger and a couple of other exotic animals as well as, you know, native California animals. Fortunately, roadside zoos have pretty much died out, which is a good thing. Now, in a fantasy or any other game, your zoo could be a meeting point. The zoo could be the point where shit hits the fan. Uh, in a science fiction setting, say a, a modern science fiction setting, oh my goodness, somebody's let a mutagenic bacteria into the zoo and the animals are mutating. Maybe they're getting smarter and realizing that us humans have fucked up their world. Maybe they're mutating physically. You know, they're getting bigger. That's a standard 
sci-fi movie trope. Oh my goodness, something's got into the bugs or the lizards or whatever, and now they're big. Now, if you really want something scary, imagine a weasel that's like 10 feet long and weighs, you know, 700 pounds and can move as fast and is as bloodlusty as a weasel is. A giant skunk wouldn't be much fun. Giant porcupine. Uh, porcupines are fairly peaceful if you don't piss them off, so they might not be quite so bad. But what if this bacteria or this spell or whatever, depending on the genre you're playing, what if it made these creatures aggressive? Or, going back to the theme of the animals getting smarter, what if the animals just say, you know, we're going to wipe human beings out. So here goes. And you've got to try and not only stop them, but talk them out of it. And maybe dogs would be on our side. Then again, not all dogs. Any dogs been mistreated by people or used for fighting and been harmed by humans, probably going to decide, I think I'll tear a few throats out. But the average dog will probably be, nah, you know what, i got a good gig going with humans. Sure, I'm smart now. Yeah, I'm bigger and tougher. But I still don't have opposable thumbs. I can't open that can of dog food. So I'll side with the humans. Cats. Cats probably go 50-50. Half the cats think, you know what? I can play with these humans the way I play with a mouse. And the rest of the cats will be going, you know, that dog has a point about not having opposable thumbs. But whatever the case, zoos can provide everything from just a place to meet to pass information if it's a spy game or maybe you're going there to meet somebody and you know if you're standing in a zoo looking at the monkeys nobody's going to think you're talking to them about you know a world threatening menace uh you can have them in science fiction you can have them in fantasy you can have them in steampunk you could have a zoo in a post-apocalyptic setting uh maybe whatever rules the world now that people have been almost wiped out. Maybe it actually has a zoo of human beings. You know, over here we have a cage full of ordinary yuppies. And over here we have a cage full of teenagers. And over here we have a cage full of gangbangers. And over here we have a cage full of mega politicians who, oh my God, they've eaten each other. So, something like that. Anyway, zoos are great places and very useful and all kinds of interesting creatures in them that you can do all kinds of things with. So, give zoos a shot. And that is our mini DocCast for this time around. When we come back in two weeks, it will be the GM's Toolkit again. So, have a good time. We'll see you then.